Hey guys, good morning. It's attorney Sean Brennan with the Accident Recovery Team. Welcome to another edition of the Accident Recovery Team podcast. You know, we've started doing this to sort of walk people through the various steps that they're going to encounter after a car accident. So, you know, we talk to an insurance agent about what people might expect to find in their insurance policy, what they might look for when they're buying a policy. Uh, we've talked to uh, a body shop owner about what happens to their car once they take their car to the body shop, how that process works. Last time around, we talked a little bit about how your medical care gets paid for, how your lost wages get paid for, some of those things you might find in your insurance policy. And today, we are going to sit down and talk about you know where the rubber meets the road. We're going to talk about what happens when you go in and you see the guy with the big degree, the DR in front of his name, and what he can do, he or she can do to help you out. We've got a very, um, a very good guy here with us today. Dr. David Hufford is a longtime physician in the Wichita area. Um, you know, you can't see Dr. Hufford, but he's got a, he's got sort of a white or gray goatee here. He was sharing with me that that's a result of practicing medicine in the Wichita area for. Closing down in forty years, right? More or less. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 been a while. It has. Right, and Dr. Hufford is with a well-known clinic here in town by the name of Mid America Orthopedics, and um, you know I, I think we should begin today maybe by you telling people a little bit about your practice, a little bit about the Mid America Orthopedic Clinic, and the kind of work you guys do there. Well, I've been at Mid-America Orthopedics for 15 years now. Uh, prior to that, I had worked in the emergency room for five years, and during that time I met Pat Doe, Dr. Pat Doe, who founded our practice. Uh, I joined the practice to be somewhat of the front door uh, to, to the clinic, seeing people with more of the acute injuries, which suited my background from being in the emergency room for several years. Uh, we are... Um, uh, an orthopedic practice primarily. We treat musculoskeletal injuries. We have several different uh, physicians, uh, general orthopedic doctors, uh, orthopedic doctors with sports medicine background. We have a spine specialist and we have a foot and ankle specialist. And our goal is to provide excellent care to as many people as possible uh, without regard uh, to the various factors um, you know, race, gender, and all of those other issues, and uh, to do so in a way that we try to get them better and get them back to as fully functional a state as, as possible. You know, one of the things that has always impressed me about your, your clinic and about your practice in particular, we hear so much now about dependency issues when it comes to narcotic pain medication, dependency issues when it comes to people who maybe have been in an accident and they get, you know, the first rung of treatment is some sort of a narcotic drug. And one of the things that has always impressed me about your practice is there seems to be, from the outside looking in, there seems to be an emphasis on sort of physical rehabilitation or treatments that are physical in nature as opposed to drug-based. And I, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I know you have a physical therapy clinic within Mid-America Orthopedics, right? Right. Each of our three locations in the Wichita area has has uh, own independent freestanding physical therapy. Why? Why is it that 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 
seems to be a first step answer within your clinic? What's the philosophy behind, you know, maybe sending someone to physical therapy as a first step, as opposed to some sort of narcotic drug intervention? Well, the first step in that philosophy is to recognize that a pill for any particular injury almost never cures the problem. It only controls a symptom. But when you actually analyze the injuries themselves, which involve various uh, types of, of injury to the tissue, what we call the soft tissues, uh, for example, a whiplash injury is an injury to the muscles, ligaments, and tendons in, in, in the neck. Um, the, the best way to address those type of injuries is to do so in a physical way. Uh, physical therapy is an active process. You go in and meet with a physical therapist and they begin you uh, uh, with certain exercises, things that you do on your own every day. It's not just a simple uh, visit with the therapist and then forget about it until the next time you come in. I tell my patients that physical therapy is an audience participation sport because <laughs> you are actively involved in the process. You're not just sitting there. No, and, and it's intended to be restorative. Uh, when we say restorative, that means it's intended to cure the problem. Uh, these injuries, if you look, for example, at someone who injures their neck or back in a car accident, uh, they have that soft tissue or what we call myofascial component. They may also have uh, injuries to the actual spine itself. They could have a ruptured or herniated disc. Oftentimes they have symptoms such as pain into their arm or numbness into their legs. That isn't necessarily because they've ruptured a disc, but simply because the nerve roots are inflamed. And getting started in physical therapy quickly rather than waiting and hoping for things to get better is an active way to address these type of injuries. And we believe the most prudent and successful way to restore a person to a fully functional state. You know, one thing, we talked a little bit before we actually uh, did the podcast here and I shared with you that uh, I have a daughter who has had two ACL tears each of her knees and has undergone physical therapy. And man, I'll tell you what, when she comes back from that PT appointment, she's sweating. I mean, it, it, is, it has been a workout. And I think that's a surprise to a lot of people who go through physical therapy for the first time that it's, it's so active. That's true. My, my measure of a good therapist is they know exactly how far to stress a person to the point where they're bringing about some improvement, yet not going beyond that where they could actually cause further harm or damage. It's a common misconception and something that I hear frequently that physical therapy is going to make me worse because it's going to hurt or something like that. Uh, there is a small element of no pain, no gain in this, but in the long run, uh, this is the best way we think to restore people back to, to their functional state. and. Um, I'm always gratified when I see somebody back, uh, usually a month later after they've been in therapy, and I hear this frequently. They'll say, well, I was pretty skeptical at first, but it really <laughs> worked, and I'm, I'm always very happy to hear that. Yeah, and, and I, I'm sure people get skeptical after that first or second appointment where they're you know, really sore or really hurting, and they're really feeling it. But long term, over the course of the month or month and a half, you see improvement. Yes, sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, yeah. and each session is like that, but the overall course and trajectory of their, their treatment is to go forward to a place where 
where we hope that, that they can resume as, as normal a pattern of activities, not just with their work, but also with their personal daily activities as possible. You know, one thing you touched on a minute ago that I wanted to sort of circle back to is, is delay. I, uh, I met with a new client recently who said, you know, I was in an accident six months ago. I was given a script for physical therapy and life got in the way and I haven't been back and I haven't gotten it done and my neck is still killing me. And I said to him, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, that's probably not a problem. It's just going to go away on its own. D delay is probably not going to help that. And you really should get in to do that physical therapy if that's what the doctor told you to do. And I, I just sort of wonder what your experience has been or if you could touch on for us. What happens if you just don't do anything? What happens if you just have a delay and you don't get in for that physical rehabilitation? Well, some people just with time may get better. Uh, the problem is we never know that up front and don't have a good crystal ball. So I always fall down on the side of doing something that's active versus passive, such as just simply waiting and hoping for the individual to get better. There are biological processes that occur after injury. The very first thing that happens uh, over the course of usually 48 to 72 hours is for uh, the inflammation process to set in. One thing, when I used to work in the emergency room, I would almost always tell people when they had a car accident was that you don't hurt as bad now as you will on the second or third day. That isn't just speculation, but it's actually acknowledging the biological process that occurs. Once inflammation sets in, in particular tissues, whether it's the muscles, tendons, ligaments, uh, the nerve roots of the cervical or lumbar spine. Um, sometimes that inflammation does not want to go away and it can unleash other things such as scarring in the tissue. Uh, those things, if you can sort of head that off at the pass by getting them early into therapy as opposed to waiting, makes it much more likely that that will happen. Uh, however, um, Taking the passive approach is 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 not always the best the best way to um, uh, bring about that change. Well, and I'll just tell you, you know, legally that passive approach can create an issue because if you go to a doctor and you get a physical therapy script, and but then you don't do anything for six months, um, you know, there might very well be legitimate life reasons for not doing anything for six months. You're busy. You got to go to work. You got kids. You got to take to school. But if you're the insurance company and you're looking at that six-month gap, you're going to say, well, if this person was hurt, they would have gone and done the physical therapy. So, you know, I think there's probably both a medical justification for getting in and getting it done. There's also a legal justification for getting in and getting it done. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch with you on before we wrapped up today is, you know, one of the most prevalent problems that we encounter in our office is a problem that we encounter society-wide, which is paying for medical care. And, and I wanna just go on record by telling you that one of the things that's always impressed me about your practice and about your clinic is that you guys have always been um, really willing, really able to work with people when it comes to payment. And I, I'd like you to sort of explain that philosophy and explain that process for us a little bit um, as to how you guys view payment for medical care in America. Well, from the outset of my time there, I have been well aware of 
Dr. Doe's founding philosophy for the practice, which is never say no. Uh, we have tried to create different methods and means to allow people to receive medical care without worrying, at least up front, about payment for that medical care. Obviously, from the previous podcast that, that Sean has mentioned, there, there have been these issues dealt with in terms of insurance coverage and PIP and all that. But we, we have other mechanisms in place that we attempt to allow people to come into our practice and be seen, have their physical therapy, uh, go for uh, procedures externally with other providers, and eventually even surgical intervention if, if the right pathology is present and, and that's warranted. And, and so those, those means involve you know, various, various payment structures. Um, we will execute what's called a lien arrangement or a promissory note that allows us to, to provide this care. We have to be very uh, honest and ethical and above board that, that we are acting as physicians and other healthcare providers like our therapists and not, not slanting our care toward, um, toward making the person seem more injured than they are. But uh, most of the time we're able to do that and it hasn't been a great barrier to providing that care. To explain that, ferret it out just a little bit more. Generally speaking, what you're willing to do is if somebody has a lawyer, you're generally willing to sign an agreement with them that if they can't pay you up front, you would be willing to wait to get paid until their case resolves and they have the means of paying you. Is that, is that sort of a fair summary of how that works? Yes, that, that's exactly the case. We, we are able to do that and recognize that there will be a delay in payment, but we've, we've been willing to do that in our business model and it's worked fairly well to the present time. There are many other medical practitioners in town that I think are, are somewhat scared away even by the idea that, that, that their patient may have an attorney that's looking over their shoulder. Uh, that doesn't bother us at all in our practice. We're relatively used to that. We do a large amount of workers' compensation treatment in our practice, and so a large part of that also um, has interaction with the legal statutes and attorneys and even the administrative law judges. So we're very familiar with, with, with that um, type of interaction. Well, you guys have for a number of years, and I think for as long as I've been practicing, you guys have really done um, a wonderful job, I know, for the clients that we have had that have treated with your clinic. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you personally, because the people who uh, we represent who go there, who go to Mid-America, Mid often see you first. You're sort of the first face of, of that clinic, and um, we, hear, we hear very good things about that first interaction. So on a personal level, I want to thank you for that. Well, I really appreciate that. It, it, it doesn't hurt to be nice, but we also want to be competent. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I want to thank Dr. David Hufford of Mid-America Orthopedics for joining us and sort of going through, um, you know, sort, sort of an overview of the injury process and going through sort of an overview of the payment process. And um, I, want to th I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for uh, the time and attention that you have spent with those clients uh, of ours that have sought treatment at Mid-America. So we are... Um, going to continue on with our podcast series. I want to invite everybody to go ahead and listen to the first four of these. This is number five. 
And uh, if you have any questions about an automobile accident or a workers' compensation accident, feel free to contact the accident recovery team. We will be happy to answer your questions. Dr. Hufford, thank you. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Take care, everybody. The lawyers of the accident recovery team are licensed in Kansas and Kansas only. If you are unfortunate enough to live somewhere other than the great state of Kansas and have questions about an auto accident or an injury accident of any kind, you can still call the accident recovery team and we can partner with an attorney in your state to help you get the representation you need. The accident recovery team can be found at 267team.com or by calling 1-866-267-TEAM.